Well, you ready? Yep. Okay. The blood's still burning in the clock, still burning, no Hey, hi, hello, and what's up, everyone? It's your girl, Howard K, with another episode of Typical Podcast. I'm here with... Asinat. Hey, guys. <laughs> and we're going to get into some things today. But first, I just want to reintroduce myself because <laughs> I, like, I've been gone for so long. And I always, like, I just ghost and disappear randomly. And I'm really sorry, but I, I've started school and I've gotten into the nitty gritty. And yeah, that's like my life right now. So I'm really trying to just now make time for different things. So yeah, that's why I've been gone. Oh my gosh, I feel like a YouTuber or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry guys, I'm back. I'm not even going to explain why I'm back because you guys, right. you know, you're tired of hearing me. <laughs> right, you're tired of hearing me being back. So, but that's not. Yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself because the people haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah, I've been. Well, I guess I haven't been a ghost because this isn't, you know, I'm not the host of this podcast. Okay, but. calm down. <laughs> It's been a while since I have been a guest. Yeah. So, hey guys, um, still astronaut here, still Yala's friend. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm living life. Also in school, school is like grad school. I sh- I should say we are yeah, in grad, grad school. school, not college, y'all. <laughs> and it's like a whole other ball game. I mean, depending on your program, I guess, and depending on what you're doing, if you're a full time student and also like full time employee or whatever, whatever, it's like, it could be really stressful. Um, Not to scare anyone away from grad school, but just as like a caution, like know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. It is going to be stressful like everything else, you know, in life is. Especially, especially if you're working too. Good luck. Right. So <laughs> good luck, Charlie. So right. um, yeah, but we here. And we balls, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bing bong. Not bing bong. We <laughs> <laughs> have to tell oh. Go Bomber right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been saying that in my head like all day. No, literally. If something doesn't go right, I, I just saying you can't stop the rain. I just say bing bong. No. <laughs> but let's get into the icebreaker. So. I know y'all haven't heard from these in a minute, but yeah. <laughs> so the icebreaker for today is eliminate one out of four, and the theme is R&B singers. Ooh. So, <laughs> so I give you like the the choices, and you eliminate one out of four. Yeah. Yes, and I do the same for you too. Okay, I'm gonna start. So okay. For my people, because <laughs> I know you you love R&B. I do love R&B. Okay, so four. I'm going to choose, like, four, I guess, current people. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so Summer Walker, Ari Lennox, uh, her. Yeah. Or, and, um, oh, I'm not r So many. Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Hmm. Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. Her and Jasmine Sullivan. 
Don't kill me on this one because I know how you girls like to tussle. No, uh, no, you you'll probably be surprised at my um. Mine is her. I I agree. I mean, like I like her. I think she has a wonderful voice. She's super talented. Right. I just for some reason have not have never gotten into her. Maybe because I just like I listen to so much. Like it's like kind of like a kind of like she's like getting kind of like the short end of the stick yeah. you know kind of thing because i just there's so many r&b singers but mm-hmm. she's very talented she gets nominated for a grammy like every year every so. year it's and you know she's our age too i'm not gonna knock her off or anything because like she's really done her stuff like yeah i always forget she's our age that is so crazy she's literally but 20. she did start like really young as well like, she yeah she started at, like 10 yeah so, like uh-huh. it, it makes sense i just feel like personally like she's not I don't resonate like I used to with her music, like the way I do with everybody else's. And Summer Walker, I I, I think it's her new album too. It's not like it's it's really good. It's yeah, not everything. And I don't like necessarily resonate with everything she got to say. Thank God. Right. No. But, <laughs> I mean, no shade, but it's like you know, her was really good for 2017. Yeah, she was an era. Yeah, she could come back though. And we're it's like it's like a metaphorical elimination, you know. It's not like I'm literally like eliminating her from like my playlist, <laughs> like no, right. she's still in the rotation. It's just that, like, you know, in general, I mean, Jasmine Sullivan got the powerhouse, Ari Lennox, she got a different type of right, and she's from where we're from, so yeah, she got that soul, yeah. And Summer Walker, I mean, yes, yeah, she a little yes, dumb. Constant. <laughs> yeah she got content that, thank you i literally like summer walker she's the only person that i feel like i attach the art from the artist <laughs> i know i don't like that saying for anybody else but it's only it's really her but i'm just like i will give you a pass because there's something else that's wrong you know on a personal level but mm-hmm. like your music is very good <laughs> we all make our exceptions it's yes exactly <laughs> we all pick and choose Right. Okay. Um, you know, since you did all women, I'm just gonna do all men. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do okay. The weekend, black. Do you think the weekend? Okay, the weekend. Go on, go on, go on. Pre-pop era, the you know back when he was doing cocaine. Um. Good. We're talking about now, though. I don't really now R&B singers. Oh, now, now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not, not necessarily now, but, like, people who have consistently made R&B music. Like, I would uh, consider, like, if you put The Weeknd in that list, like, I would eliminate him because I don't consider him an R&B singer. Okay. Like, he's made R&B music in the past. past. past mm-hmm. But, like, I wouldn't even, I think he's more, like, pop. He's now pop because. Or, like, alternative. TV brand. Alternative. All, all pop, yeah. Okay, I, I see what you mean. Okay, Brian Flyers, because, yeah, mm-hmm. we could do um, hmm. Black, Six Lack. Yeah, Black. Yeah, Bryson Tiller. Okay. And, Sir. Okay. Hmm. If I was using my same logic for the for my choices, I would say Sir because I just don't listen to Sir. What? I, yeah, I don't. 
But I honestly would say Bryson Tiller because he's just like not consistent enough for me. Mm, I think Bryson Tiller has made you know like how SZA only has one real album? <laughs> yeah, but it's a really good album. Exactly. That's how I feel about Bryson Tiller. Oh. Like, okay, it was good for our era, but it resonated for a minute with me. And that's why I, re- I personally like him that much. Yeah. I guess for me, I just, I need, like, consistency. Like, I need bodies of work. Like, I need, like, multiple oh, you know, bodies. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of tight tight on this one because bro, on one hand, it's like, Bryson, like, I need more from you. On the other hand, it's like, sir, I don't really listen to you like that. So it's like, mm. Mm, okay. and if, that, if I if I apply the same logic, I apply to... Then if you applied that logic to Frank Ocean, what would you say? Like, if I switched out Bryson oh, to Frank Ocean. I mean, they don't same. resonate on the same... They don't resonate on the same level. So no, let no. me switch that out. No, no, no. That's actually a very good comparison because frank ocean it's not necessarily that he's not consistent it's just there's large gaps within you know his releases right um i think similarly to bryson so maybe i should not say consistent because i think his work is still consistent in terms of like the quality mm-hmm. but it's just like long gaps between his releases similar to frank ocean so okay. that actually was a good comparison and i actually love frank ocean like wholeheartedly wholeheartedly yeah. he's one of my favorite artists ever so, yeah. So, for that reason, I'm going to leave Bryson alone. You're good. You're safe. And I'm going to go with Sir because I just don't listen to him as much as I do the other three artists. Wow. Okay. I will go with Black. I like Black because I listen to him a I, lot. But, I and, listen to Black a lot. Like, and, it's like pretty little. Okay. No, Black, Black, Black is versatile. Like, he also raps, too. Like, same thing with Bryson. Like, you know, Bryson does that little sync rapping stuff. Black, yeah. Black, like, rapping. I don't know. I listen to... It, it's crazy, like, the people who we, like, listen and don't listen to. Like, I remember when my younger sister told me she didn't listen to, like, Kehlani. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't really either. But I know, but, like, it's just so crazy. Because, and then, like, I was like, oh, I don't really listen to Janae Aiko. And she's like, oh, I love Janae. I love Janae Aiko. Yeah, so it's just about? crazy, like, the people who we listen to and like don't listen to like that that's true okay so do you listen to lucky day not not as consistent like not as i listen to other artists but like i know some of his work okay like but i know like you love division yeah because like you're the person who put me on to division yes i love division (gasps) division should have been in your lineup but like whatever okay i mean honestly (laughs) this wasn't a very good lineup i'm just now going through my r&b um playlist and i'm like dang there's like a lot more people i could have said i could have said give me on oh oh my gosh give me on amazing i could have said so much more people too as well like there's so many uh, great female r&b artists Mm -hmm. out now especially now like when people say r&b is dead i'm like not really. right like what are y'all really listening y'all, to? y'all don't listen to r&b like y'all don't listen to the new r&b people and i have a problem with that you just talk about the mainstream R&B. exactly and there's so many like underground r&b artists as well that's like mm-hmm. even kind of like like even blast like Yes, exactly. Someone put me on to blast like the other day. I was like, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many like good R&B artists that's like singing traditional R&B as well. It's not like yeah, like, like alternative R&B. It's stuff. not. It's not. But yeah, okay. So that was great. Oh, I love a good R&B song. Like wow. <laughs> 
All right, so let's get into Twitter news. I haven't done that in a minute. Oh my gosh. But like, it's just, it's so much that's been going on. I don't even like Twitter news like that because I'm not really invested. But I feel like so many things have happened, like in between, like so many people have died, so many like crazy random things have been going on in the world. I just feel like we got to talk about it. Yeah. So. First off, I just want to say rest in peace to Dolph and Virgil Abloh. Yes. Because, like, when I found out about Young Dolph, that was really, that really, like, messed up my day. I was like, what? That's so random. Mm -hmm. And Young Dolph, he, like, carried UMES. (laughs) He's the back burner of UMES parties. Like, I really felt some type of way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Virgil Abloh, I didn't know his impact. I'm not going to lie. Really? I knew about Off-White, and I knew he was cool with Kanye and them, but I didn't know, like, he knew, like, all the rappers and stuff in the industry, and he was the one who put them on to that. Like, I I was very ignorant to him because I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't even like Off-White, so I wasn't really, like, (laughs) invested. I was like, yeah, I mean, Vir- Virgil is, I think, definitely a trendsetter. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, he wasn't only a designer, he was also, like, a DJ. So I think that's kind of, you know, his relation to the music industry. He, like, yeah. DJed as well. And, and you know, he also, like, went to school for, like, architecture. That's kind of, like, why Off-White has that, like, kind of, like, you know, branding and everything. And then he oh, also yeah. like, the, became, like, the, I don't know if it was creative, director, designer, something. Yeah, for Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of, like, his relationship with Kanye, I thought he was even hearing some stuff and, like, how, like, I feel like Kanye was jealous of Virgil and all that. I don't even know. Really? But, like, yeah, because of Virgil's, like, impact and Virgil was, like, taking off, you know, in terms of, like, fashion world mm-hmm. before, you know, Yeezy. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you know, but he designed his album covers, too. I did not know that. Yeah, he also designed Pop Smoke's album cover. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. And people are like, Virgil could have did better. But either way, I say you say all that to say it's like Virgil was very definitely a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Definitely um had a heavy influence on the fashion industry. Um then you can also argue the music industry as well because you know, a lot of rappers were off white and you know, made it like yeah trendy and, and then Louis Vuitton, like his collection for Louis Vuitton, a lot of you know, men were wearing it and people mm-hmm. in general. But yeah, like rest in peace and, and you know, and he passed away from cancer and it was a, a rare cancer too. Rare cancer disease that like he didn't what we didn't know he had it, you know. So it's all just like to say like you never know what for one, I, I you never know when it's your when it's, when your, it's time your time to go. And two, it's like you never know what someone else is going through, right? So it's like I don't know who knew about that. Um, but it's like you it's like Chadwick Bozeman. Yes, exactly. And like how everybody like was making fun of him and then all of a sudden after he passed, it's like, oh, be good to people. But like right. I, it's like y'all just love biting all time. So just shut up. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace. Like Rest in peace, young Dolph, and rest in peace, Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. And he's African too. I was like, yeah. Yeah, oh. he's Ghanaian. Okay. Um also um another black man was killed in the arms of police 
And this only really resonated with me because it was in Virginia Beach. And um, he would... What's your connection with Virginia Beach? I was supposed to go to... (laughs) Oh, my... Girl, what? (laughs) No, okay. Basically, Virginia Beach is very similar to the Eastern Shore. I was supposed to go to Hampton. Actually, before I got into the school I got into, but um, Virginia Beach is very um, similar to um, the Eastern Shore because of like the racism that goes on, like a lot of um, beach areas in like in like these places just tend to be very racist, like Like Ocean City. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even want to talk about Ocean City. I don't go to Ocean City for certain reasons. Um, don't ask. Um, wait, but you said you it really resonated. With, so not because it was another black. Not man I'm not saying not because it was a black man that got shot. I'm saying where he got he was shot, okay. like the place, the place, like the area he was at. Okay, okay, area, okay, I get it now. The area he was at, because that's like a type of area I was heavily in, and I was always like afraid for myself. Oh. Um, in that area. But the problem is, is that, like, you know, he was legally able to carry a rifle and a policeman shot him anyway. Mm. And, of course, not indicted, but the family does plan on suing the um, the officer. So um, I just wish for justice for Donovan Lynch, because that is so it's so sad. I didn't even I haven't even heard about this. I heard about this like earlier today. Oh wow! Like this morning. It's, it's so desensitized. Yeah, and I, I, oh, I don't even know what to say. But rest in peace, Donovan Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he sees some sort of justice. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, right? Um, another person that I hope is okay is Ari Lennox. Yes! Oh my gosh, a black and, woman stuck in Europe. So, so Ari Lennox tweeted that she got arrested in, I believe, Amsterdam or something, or the, from the airport, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, yeah, Germany, something like that, something around the, that that area of the Europe. Mm-hmm. And because, and she was um, alleging that airport staff, people that worked at the airport, were being racist towards her, and she got arrested. And like we. Well, I don't know if we've heard from her now, but, like, after she made that tweet, like, we didn't hear anything about it. So, like, I hope she's okay. And people over there, like, people were tweeting and saying, like, what? Or, like, alleging or all this stuff like that about Ireland. And I'm just, like, that is very much so, like, a true, like, could be true, you know? Mm-hmm. A, a fact. The fact that she was arrested, you know, and probably because she spoke up about it trying to speak up about people being racist towards her and then she got arrested right that's very much a true fact that could have happened about that people trying to invalidate her experience really kind of rubbed me the wrong way but they always do that to dark-skinned black women so right you know what and the problem is when this happened to asap rocky everybody was oh my god on their knees knees, sliding down the walls oh my gosh long No, but y'all can't do that for my girl. Right. I, I just looked it up. Thank God she's safe. Okay. She's, she's safe after being arrested for three days in oh Amsterdam my. airport. Three days? In an airport freaking makeshift cell? Hey. It's probably a room with like, oh my gosh. They they could have interrogated her. 
Nah, in a foreign country. I that is so scary. So scary. Oh my gosh. I just I thank God she's safe because like anything could have really happened. And then y'all would have been like, Oh my gosh, protect. No, right. don't care. Y'all don't care at the end of the day. So it's it's just really hard to see, but I'm just thankful she's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Asma, do you watch BMF? I don't, but I, I have to get on it because actually I re- I watched Raising Canaan. And, but we, so we, we discussed this already. Yeah, it's like, believe it or not, like I haven't watched any of the powers. <laughs> You probably what? How did you watch? Why did you watch Raising Canaan without any of the powers? But like, I guess because it's like the backstory of like I'm a fifty cents character. I mean, I'm not sure. But, but you like, don't even know what's going on now to know what's going on back then. But I do though. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I now you do. But like, but like, it it just makes sense to me. I guess because I'm watching it removed. Like I'm watching okay. it not knowing these characters and what they are in the future. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm watching it for what it is, if that makes sense. Okay, Not so you're watching the prequel, basically. Right, exactly. But like, I'm just so so. I kind of feel like because I'm watching it for what it is, as mm-hmm. like an isolated show, I mm-hmm. kind of have a more objective take on it because like I don't know what the future of this character is or that person is. Okay, that makes sense. Cause now I'm watching Power, cause I just finished. Um, dynasty on netflix and i felt very empty inside um when i finished i i recommend everybody to watch that show it's about the one percent living in atlanta it's very much soap opera-y um very diverse too it has africans it has um hispanics they be speaking spanish they speak yoruba it's 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 nice it's like um it's a lot of it's a lot of black people trying to take down the people in charge, but also like the white people are still in charge and it's starring Elizabeth Gillies, you know, um, the golf shorty from Victorious. Um, oh yeah. It's starring her. It's on the CW, but like who watches the CW? <laughs> it's on Netflix. Who watches cable anymore? <laughs> right. Like who watches cable? I don't even think I have cable. <laughs> I don't think I do either. Like, I don't even know if we still have cable. But who cares? Like, I have a yeah. Roku. It's straight. Roku is streaming services. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I recommend everybody to watch that. It's on Netflix. Really good. Four seasons. Um, but BMF. BMF. Yes. BMF. I was like, I for some reason, I cannot get into power. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've watched a few gangster shows but like I, I don't I don't know what else to call it because I watched um that joint with the with the British dude the fine British Snowfall? boy yes Damson Idris huh his name is Damson Idris like his, his real name yes 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 but you know. I, I wouldn't consider them gangster shows more like drug dealers more like drug dealer shows yeah drug dealer shows Okay. When I think of gangster, I think of like Scarface or like oh, American true. Gangster, or like what? it's like Narcos. Is that a gangster show? No, I consider like drug dealing. Okay, drug dealing shows. Then I've watched drug dealing shows in my past. But <laughs> Power makes me go to sleep for some reason. Really, it had the beginning. Honestly, I I feel like there's no eye candy in the show because everybody's old. <laughs> But when I watch BMF, I'm like, I got people I can look at. You can't, don't 
don't even get me started by Lil Meech, man. But yeah, Lil Meech. Lil Meech was also in. Oh, sorry. No, I'm thinking of a different character. I'm thinking of the guy from Snowfall. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about um, you know, Lil Meech's um brother Terry T. Um, in the show, he's. Do you watch All American? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because <laughs> um, I was going to say he's an All American as well. But, um, yeah, BMF is a really good show. I was hooked from the first episode. Um, that's where a lot of the memes are coming from. The names, like, if you hear the name Lamar or if you hear, like, you can't stop the rain. Like, that comes from that show. <laughs> so, Also, yeah. people were surprised that, like, I don't know who that character was, uh, the character on the show, but people were surprised that he was he's actually British. It's like a everybody's surprised he's British. <laughs> Do you know no. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know Lamar. Okay, yeah, he's British. <laughs> he, I didn't know he actually looks good in real life. In the show, he looks very ugly, crusty. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, but wait, like, so tell me about Lamar's. Wait, is like okay? You said Lamar like is in a meme. Like, is it a bad way? Like Lamar's, yeah, because Lamar's like he's this crazy ass person who just got out of jail. Oh, and he's basically trying to take over, like, not, not he's not taking over the hood, but he's taking over like um the drug game that's going on. But he has to take over um Lil Meach and T, basically. Mm. Um, but a lot of stuff happens in the season, and basically he comes back home thinking, you know, everything's all gonna be, you know, very happy, honky dory. It's not, but because he's crazy and everybody's afraid of him, and he does a lot of crazy things in the way that, like, he kind of kills people. He kills people very, just aggressively, but mm. in one way, he, um, because that song was um, playing while he killed somebody. Oh. He was very close to, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a watch now. It's a good show. Girl, I'll give you my stars account. Like, I'm not. It's a good show. Okay. We were talking about ASAP Rocky earlier. Uh-huh. And then ASAP Rocky, have you seen? I don't know if this is true or not, but they're saying like Rihanna's pregnant. Like, I, I, don't know I refuse. I didn't believe that. Like, if she hasn't confirmed it, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like in that tweet, or like I, I don't forget what publisher like tweeted it. Mm-hmm. The replies were just so funny. <laughs> I was just like, "You men are hilarious." If you guys, I mean, I get it. It's like jokes, but it's like, if what do you really guys think you gonna happen? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not even I, in the same financial bracket. Yeah, I guess they're just upset because it's like ASAP Rocky. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, girl, why him? Why like, him? But like, but whatever. It's, whatever. It's her. It's her life. Yeah. But congratulations to Rihanna, though, for being awarded as um the hero of Barbados. Yeah, the national hero. hero. Like, you go, girl. You go, girl. She yeah. has a whole street name. Right. Now she's national hero. <laughs> You can expect anything from Rihanna but an album. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And there you have it. But I have a question for you before we go on. Okay. Whenever she releases this album, mm-hmm. do you think because there's so many high expectations for it, because we've been like held out for so long, if there are high expectations, but do you think that will affect 
the reactions or response to the album because we've been waiting for so long? Yes and no. I feel like her stands are not going to care because they, you know, they're just happy she has something. Yeah. But other people from a musical level, they're going to be like, well, I mean, you had enough time. Right. You could have really put in a little bit more effort. Like, the more <laughs> we wait, especially since it's, it's been since 2016, love. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to expect this album to, you know, make me rich i don't know like it's not <laughs> gonna do anything for me but like i think it's gonna it should be good she's gonna have some good singles out I yeah hope. yeah and and i think if we if we understand that she hasn't been working on this since 2016 like she hasn't right. we haven't had anything but we don't know how long she's actually been working on this mm-hmm. so it's like and i know it's just but it's supposed to be dance already i don't know if that's still the what i doubt it theme but like no that's like if you you haven't heard that yeah she said like it's supposed to be like a dance hall reggae album and so no, i remember that but that's like a long time ago i hope it's r&b she might switch it up and give y'all some dance of the entire like dance off. like she's she literally what else can she do like no one wants to hear rihanna sing r&b like so sorry no one wants to hear that from her like, if you give us a good dance hall reggae like try something new and different like an entire sorry not new and different because she definitely has like dance hall you know style mm-hmm. songs if you give us a whole album like that that is it's innovative and fresh and it's using rihanna's voice i think that will it'll be, be big good and different yeah and big mm-hmm. it will definitely be big okay i can see that definitely especially from rihanna yeah um i would like to hear some afrobeat influence you know a little whiz kid in there you know would be fun um, yeah whiz kid maybe some thames they always go and get whiz kid whenever you want some <laughs> There's a whole host of Afrobeat artists, and it's just like, Wizkid's amazing, and he, I love Wizkid, but it's just like, if you want to really shake it up and be different, get somebody that, like, we don't hair 24-7. <laughs> I think that'll be nice. Oh, what's her name? Um, She's kind of emerging in the Afrobeat scene. Lil Sims. Oh, yeah. Lil Sims is great. I love Lil Sims. Maybe her or... um. What's his name? He just had a, 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 not a tour, but he's just been, like, going places. Rema? Rema? Rema. Yeah. Rema, I think he'll be nice on it, too. I think their voices would be good together. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let's just get <laughs> to the topic. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about NFTs and the metaverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right um because i've just been hearing about it a lot more um i heard about the metaverse first before i heard about nfts i heard about nfts in passing but like at thanksgiving we were just talking about nfts and that's what brought me to start you know thinking more about it and like what's really going to happen in the upcoming years especially since it's December. It's the end of the year, so. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you don't know, an NFT, it actually stands for a non-fungible token. And this is like, in scientific terms, it's like a digital deed or a smart contract that can be purchased. 
So the best way to like think about what it is, like if that's still kind of weird to you, is like mm-hmm. if you're like a gamer or if you like be on Sims and stuff, like um, and you buy tokens or little things for like your character, that's an NFT. So like if you're buying like if you're on Sims and like you need to buy like a Gucci belt for your um <laughs> I know that's random, a Gucci belt or maybe a Ferragamo for your um little <laughs> character. And um you know, you're using real money, but you're using you're buying like a digital thing for your character. That's an NFT. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Okay. It's actually really crazy because I actually heard of NFTs prior to the metaverse. Really? Um, yeah, but I heard of NFTs in the realm of like when a lot of celebrities during the pandemic, they were like selling their things. I guess their, what did you call it? Their digital deeds. Yeah, digital it. smart things. Yeah. They were selling them, you know, on NFTs. I remember it was like this big thing. Um and so, but I recently heard the metaverse, obviously, like everyone else is, when Facebook said that they were, you know, changing their name from Facebook to metaverse, um, which I thought was so interesting. And I, you know, being as though, like, I am, you know, pushing to be an industrial organizational practitioner slash psychologist, it's like, especially business psychology, it just, it all kind of intrigued me because I was like, okay. I know that they've been working on this and like artificial intelligence and machine learning and artificial reality for years now, because this is a huge, you know, strategic shift that definitely, I think, took lots of years in the making, right? Even like, I think, like, Oculus, like, Facebook owns Oculus, I think. Oculus. Let me fact check this, because I think that if they did, then like they've been like working on this for a while that's so scary i i'm only scared i have my reasons why i'm scared of this becoming like a reality and for people who don't really know what the metaverse is because like i've had like my mom and like other people in my family they think because i'm in school i should know what this stuff is i'm not even training for this stuff but they expect me to know what this stuff is basically it's like it it, you're gonna have like smart glasses and instead of using your phone for everything i remember when those smart glasses came out and everybody was clowning them and they're like who the fuck is gonna buy that like i don't know but like i guess it might become a really big thing where like you wear these smart glasses and it's like your actual phone so like you'll always know what the weather is you'll always know like um like if a restaurant is you know italian or pizza or something like you'll always just know where you're at or what you're doing at the same time it's like you're a walking internet Mm. and um i don't know but it's also like you're in a virtual world too so it gives me black mirror vibes it does give me, give me black mirror vibes and side note i checked and facebook did acquire oculus and change its name to the meta quest too um that's but it. yeah so but yeah it's like i was even looking at like you know they keep coming out with these videos and then there's avatars and then they're like oh yeah like instead of like going to work in like a meeting you can just show up with your avatar it's just 
it does give me Black Mirror vibes. Mm-hmm. Am I? Do, I'm kind of of two minds because it's like, on one hand, you kind of gotta get with the times because it's only going to be leading in this direction. Like, yeah. technology is only going to continue to innovate and and get you know mm-hmm. stronger, and you know, so it's like it. You know, and like even there, there's entire like remote jobs now that like weren't remote before, and now before the entire COVID. position is like remote because they realized they could do it remotely. Mm-hmm. So now imagine showing up like virtually, but like physically virtually, like in a You're virtual like, reality realm. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, so it is scary. I mean, when less humans are involved with things, it's it's always scary. Um. But it's also like I gotta learn how to use another thing. Like, like I, it's I, inevitable. Right. And like I, I consider myself kind of technologically like savvy or like apt or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like now you have to learn how to tackle the metaverse and do all this stuff if you want to work, for example, or if you want to like go to school, like be in class. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm probably speaking like. Or maybe like when you graduate. Yeah, like they're gonna have, like they might have classes for this on like how to do the metaverse and stuff. I hope, or like even like I have siblings in like high school. Like, you know, are they gonna have a class for this like in college or something when this starts to become a really big thing? I don't right. Like, when do you start put? I mean, that's another thing. It's like what if to get people are gonna get socialized into this entire thing it's like when do you start teaching you know your children about how to use this thing if it's becoming so widespread right it's like is it like kindergarten or is it like when they're fresh up the womb they're putting these glasses you know and you can like see their heart rate and i have no idea i don't know it i it's i don't think it's gonna be that deep maybe you have to buy Maybe like the richer you are in the metaverse, like the more you have, the more um, things you can know about people. But I feel like that's even more invasive. Like no, when does privacy become a thing now? You know, not even privacy, but when you said buy it, it like kind of you think of something like the tech inequity, like how widespread and like globalized will this, you know, technology be like for everybody in the world, right? Like it's only in the West where we're really thinking about all of this severely? I don't know about just us. It could be, like, in the Far East, you know, the Chinese. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I guess, like, the Global South or something, or, like, South mm-hmm. Africa. But, like, in it, there's internet scarcity and huge, like, tech inequity, right? Yeah. Where people, like, even just learning how to use technology would be another challenge, let alone acquiring it, right? right? Because there's huge, lots of tech inequity. So it's, like, yeah, trying to get it even as like widespread as they want it to be, I think, which is like a lot of technology companies' goal is to make everybody, you know, have an iPhone. Like I think that's what mm-hmm. maybe Tim Cook or one of these people said. I want everybody to have an iPhone or something. It's like that world. That's not possible because you know with the way the world is set up and it's one of like super capitalist. Like it doesn't allow for everybody everybody to have, to have an iPhone. So it's like you know that's. Like, it's like a lot going it's a lot because i don't really think i i think it's like the internet like you said like think of like the late 90s when the um early to late 90s when the internet started becoming a really big thing yeah and a lot of people 
started saying, oh, I don't really believe in the internet. And eventually, you know, they know they're going to get left behind. Exactly. Or they have to inevitably just get a part of the program, but they can't, like, they, they'll only use it to a certain degree. Like, right. oh, it's just for work, but I don't use it in my personal time. While there's <laughs> going to be others who, like, little kids, I, I don't even want to think about that because that's even scarier. Like, when people start <laughs> having kids, and you know how kids are so fascinated with technology, yeah. and they become enveloped into it. Right. Like, how are little kids going to be able to, like, see themselves in um a light like what is beauty gonna even look like now exactly if like let's say you meet somebody and you only see them through their avatar you know and depending on like how you're able to create your avatar it's like that's that's another thing too which makes me think of like a black mirror episode it's like Mm -hmm. how are you able to really kind of develop like interpersonal skills let's say if you live like entirely in the metaverse and you're just constantly there right right it's like how are you able to kind of for one be your own person like in your real life and then develop like social skills to talk with people in real life if you don't really have to do that you know it's like what does the future of socialization look like if it's a majority of it it's virtual so i don't even know i feel like catfish might be a thing again to be honest you said what i said catfish might be a thing again <laughs> I, that just randomly came to mind i'm like catfish it's still a thing people are still getting catfish i don't know why or how like I, but it's not as prevalent as it used to be yeah. in like the beginning of the technology stage but with the metaverse it's going to be a new thing <laughs> it's going to be bigger than usual i think personally i think netflix prepared us in just giving us a glimpse of the future i don't know because yeah. I'm just like, all of this, you, you you see how, like, Black Mirror, as soon as it ended, that's when the beginning of the start of this stuff started coming into the forefront, <laughs> randomly. <laughs> like, because why does Elon Musk want to go to the moon? Or, to, <laughs> like, make a country on the moon? Like, please, stop. He stop. also said, like, he, want, he wants to start creating phones. <laughs> you want to start creating what? Phones. Of course he does. Just like, oh my gosh. Like I I'm just personally I, I'm just a little scared. But I, I brought up NFTs. Th- did I talk about how NFTs have to do with the metaverse? I don't think you did. I no, I talked about this on the phone earlier with you. Okay. Oh yeah. So um I I personally brought up NFTs because I think NFTs are going to be the new way of purchasing things in the metaverse, right? So, like, how everything is already digital with cryptocurrency. Now that everything is digital with cryptocurrency, the only way you could do that and show that you actually own stuff is in the metaverse, right? Like, you show that you own stuff digitally in the metaverse. It's only through an NFT. You can't do that physically with cash or something. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that I I think it's going to be weird because, like, uh, is there going to be like a NFT stock market now? Like, are people going to start <laughs> going to go to school for that? I don't know. Like, I just have so there many. Might be one or something. I have no idea. I just I also should have said this in the beginning, but I just want to say that I am totally like I am not the person that should be speaking on this. But like, 
Cause I like, have a friend I'll I'll bring on a later episode. <laughs> yeah, like I probably said a whole bunch of stuff that was not accurate or probably made no sense. Like I, I extremely apologize if I did say something that was like not <laughs> accurate because I only I know a few of your know, stuff that's going on right now. But yeah, it's definitely some times that we are living in. I think we're we're in the beginning of like a new age probably like, you know like there's stone age industrial mm-hmm. age, internet whatever we're probably on the like maybe in the beginning of a new age and we don't know it i have no idea but um we don't we can't really label it yet right but, um you know we when you said that i was thinking do you think like this might be like a new harlem renaissance kind of because we're in the 20s right when you think about <laughs> it um, the Harlem Renaissance started right after the Spanish flu, which was in 1918 and it ended in 1920. Yeah. Um, now there's like a lot, not just um, when it comes to this technology and stuff, but in the Harlem Renaissance during the 20s, the roaring 20s, there was also, um, the stock market started becoming a thing too. Mm. you know so like yeah. when you think about that like that was a new way of thinking about money and stuff and now yeah. this is another way another version of that too but also when it comes to um influence and like music and stuff i'm not saying like this is a very revolutionary but, <laughs> or whatever but i think like with black people always being like you know, at the forefront when it comes to creativity, right? And the new ways and latest of trends, even if it's getting stolen, but <laughs> like, um, like on TikTok and stuff, and how the girls are doing their makeup a certain way or like creating different types of trends and styles and stuff. I feel like this might be the beginning, yeah, of something like that. That is really an interesting parallel. You should write an article in the Atlantic called the New Harlem Renaissance. <laughs> no, um, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna um still like this girl on TikTok. She's she says something about it. Like this could be the New Harlem Renaissance, and I was like, I don't know what she means by that. But I'm gonna keep scrolling. <laughs> when I thought about it, I was like, I randomly thought about it when you said that, and I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, that it makes does. sense. I mean, after like huge events mm-hmm. you know that go on like huge world events there's always like a, a change a shift in something and you know if we think about like post 9-11 they keep using that word like post 9-11 the world post 9-11 or like 9-11 was how long yeah it was it's 2001 but like there's things changed after that in terms oh of, that's like, true that's true um just, i'm trying to think of other world events but like Things happen, like when they assassinated Kennedy, like things happen mm-hmm. after, I mean, those are, granted, those are two U.S. events, but like they definitely did shift a lot of different stuff like in the world. But basically moral of the story I'm trying to say is like after huge events and this one, the pandemic being probably yeah, that's one of the largest, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always, there always seems to be some shift in something, right? That's true. That's in true. The, in the world. So I think it's just like the way of how the world naturally goes. You kind of got to adjust as a result of this huge event that happened. Right. And it's it's typically for the better. Like, in 1918, like, after the Spanish flu, we started having vaccines. Right. So, like, 
now, of course, like with COVID, I mean, we've always had vaccines, but I'm pretty sure they're going to take safety and cleanliness to in like certain degrees to a new level mm-hmm. um, than we did before. Like, I'm hoping now they start cleaning the metro. They start cleaning right consistently, consistently, not just <laughs> you know every 100 years. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, I just think this is going to be very interesting to see in the next coming years. And yeah, um, no shade, but I'm happy I don't have kids. <laughs> no, now because I'm already stressed out thinking about this for myself. Imagine yeah. if I had somebody else. No, but when you, when it's like basic, when we have kids, that's probably when it'll be like in full flux. To be honest, that's true. It'll be way more advanced, and I yeah, think we'll be able to get used to it. Yeah, I'm used to seeing all of it. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, thank you, Asnot, for just talking about this with me. I know you're not, like, the perfect person for this, but, like, I just I'm knew you, you in the work industry. So I thought this <laughs> would be interesting to hear your take on it. Yeah. I, like I said, not an expert at all. Just gave my two cents from other people's two cents, you know, Mm -hmm. but I definitely, I definitely think we have to read up on it. That's all I can say is like, start educating yourselves now. So you're just aware of things that are going on. I mean, you could live under a rock and like try to avoid it. But like, I think with, with the way the world is going, it's kind of like, it'll be very hard to avoid it, you know? Right. And it's just going to happen. I think at a faster rate than like, the original internet when that came out right. happened 10 times faster and i think the best way just because we live in america and unfortunately like it's just too capitalistic i just think you should capitalize off of it start investing in virtual land or something i don't know right or yeah something like people were already investing in metaverse and stuff like mm-hmm. like whatever they used to invest <laughs> and stuff so i was like oh wow they were on it Right. And with NFTs, you know, I heard people started buying um a virtual Gucci. Uh no, virtual Birkins. Virtual wow. Birkins, yes. And they were going up for like one thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. I'm like, for a virtual Birkin? Yeah, so like what is that? Like I don't get it. It's a it's a virtual Birkin, like it doesn't turn into a real one. No, it's I, I think it's more like um I'm not really good with stocks. I have a friend that's really good in stocks, and I'll talk to him. I'll bring him on the show. But, like, um, basically, you have ownership over it. It's like when you have a stock and you have ownership over it. Okay. You you, you have some type of, like, leverage. I, You know, like, when you have stocks and bonds and all that stuff, you can use that as collateral. Mm. <laughs> yeah. For, for, like, a house or something. Yeah, like the banks and all of that you could yeah. do. That. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. I mean, of oh. course, to a deeper degree, but like it, it's kind of like that. But I think NFTs you could also apply it to anything. Like this podcast could be an NFT. Right. <laughs> Hold on, I a picture <laughs> of me could be an NFT. Like music can be an NFT, and that's right. how people make money. Exactly um, in the industry. So like record labels could be a thing of the past very soon. Right. Or yeah. there could be metaverse record labels that are worth, I, I don't know. Exactly. But, yeah. That's why it's just, it's really 
my mind goes crazy about stuff like this sometimes just because I'm like, damn, what is this all for? Nothing it is. What it's all for. And it's, it's honestly like, I mean, metaverse, well, it, and, you know, all these different stuff that includes with it and all these things, depending on how mainstream they get. It's like, okay, I guess it's going to open up a entirely new market and industry for jobs, but it might also take away a lot of jobs. I mean, I'm not sure in terms of the outlook of certain positions and stuff, but like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Even with this robot stuff coming out, I'm like, chill out. Who needs a robot? I was actually watching a YouTube video and like this, this couple were saying, was saying in like this super (laughs) tech, Mm -hmm. basically like AI hotel. And like there was an AI that basically served them food. Like they would call the front desk or something. And then this AI would legit come to their door and give them like their food, their water, whatever they requested over the phone. Oh my. Yes. And like it was even like I don't want to say walking, but like rolling down. Like it knew like where to go and like everything. And it was like this whole there was like many of them in this hotel, which is like I don't know. And it would like spoke. Like mm-hmm. that, that's like kind of crazy and scary if you just like let's say you walk out of your hotel room and you see like this robot like right next to you and you're like, whoa. But yeah, these things are happening. There's like you no know, smart grocery stores. I like Amazon Go. Oh, like, Lord. walking like things like cashierless and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of those in like Asia and stuff, like cashierless, oh, wow. like restaurants and stuff. So yeah. there's a lot. It, it's it's scary. It's so scary. Yeah, it's just actually there's this article you just. You just um, brought something to my mind. Um, I saw it on Twitter, but there's actually an article, and it's about um, the world's first living robots, and they're designed by a computer built from stem cells. Oh? And they started to reproduce. Oh? The self-replicating machines. What? Count your days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, this is really a Black Mirror episode, bro. What if you're legit talking to a guy and then he like doesn't tell you that like he's actually like a robot? A robot. This is a new catfish, man. I, I don't even want to see what that looks like. I mean, uh, I'm just like, why stem cells though? Like, I'm studying this, so I'm just like, how did y'all even think this was a good idea? What made you think, you know what? This is the one. This is the one. Now what are you going to (laughs) do? I think, yeah, this is definitely an episode of Black Mirror. And um, all we can do is count our days and pray. So (laughs) there we go. (laughs) We definitely have to pray. Uh, Yeah, definitely pray. Um. Okay, I think that's it. Right. <laughs> Everything about robots. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Didn't mean to scare anyone or mm-hmm. probably excited people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you're excited, seek seek therapy. <laughs> that's all. Seek help. Seek help. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get into tips for the week. Do you have a tip for anybody for the? Ooh, a tip for the week. <laughs> I 
<laughs> evil maniacal laugh. Um, a tip for the week would be to, oh yeah, um, don't stress yourself out too much slash set boundaries. Um, as like I mean, young professionals, as we are Gen Zers, whatever you want to call us, just young people in our 20s, we tend to like take so many things on. And because we are so like motivated and, you know, striving for success that we never really, you know, take breaks, right? Like we're like the, you know, workaholics or whatever, but we're also like the generation that is less inclined to like, you know, do too much if it makes any sense, which is kind of contradictory. But basically, a tip from me to, to you guys is just to set some boundaries, understand you know, the difference between different areas of your life, personal, social, you know, academic, if that's something that you're doing, work, you know, try to divide them, not saying that you can't put, bring yourself to all of, you know, those different areas. And if you think you should bring yourself to work, bring yourself to, to school, bring yourself, you know, to your relationships and stuff, but also know to take some time for yourself and set some boundaries between what you will and will not allow so you don't stress yourself out too much. Period. I love that. Yeah. Um, mine is um, if you're not sure about something, you probably don't want it. Ooh. If you're not sure Ooh. about something, it's gonna apply to people too, actually. But <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, I was like, I I I'm always like not sure if I want this or that, but I'm like, I probably don't really want it at all. Yeah. Like if I'm really weighing out the factors, you probably just don't want it. So, mm-hmm. um, and that can come to people too. Like, if you, if somebody is sure about you, they'll make it known. Yep. Mm-hmm. They'll let you know for sure. Yep. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. Especially if this is a man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just saying, like, um, but in general for me, somebody who's always, like, I forgot what the word is. Um, who's just um doesn't know effort. effort, huh? Putting in effort. No, I'm talking about like not knowing what you want. Oh, like, wishy washy, like no, yeah, like fake. I, probably, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's another word for it, but it's like basically wishy washy. Like, oh, I don't know if I want this over this. Yeah, I'm just like, if you really want it, I probably just don't want it at all. Right. So that's how I think of things i think a lot more clear too because mm. i'm usually like if i'm really sure that i want something i know that i want it and i'm gonna have it but if i'm not really sure about it then i probably really don't want it like what's the main reason you right. know when you really think about it so that's how i i think of things and i hope that's how you guys start to think of things as well and now i'm just gonna plug myself <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, no, actually, Asana, you plug yourself first. Um, yeah, my Instagram is now public. (laughs) Period. I think last episode, my Instagram was still private. It's been private since its inception. Um, but I am public now, so I guess you can follow me, um, at AsanaXO. So that's A-S-A-N-A-T-X-O. I only have Instagram as my own social media. I might have a Tumblr, which... 
you know, I don't know if people still use Tumblr. I do. I got a lot of inspiration from that. Too, like, we're going to keep um, that to ourselves. That's personal. Yeah, okay. We're, we're not going to show my, our Tumblrs. But Instagram, yeah, definitely. Uh, You can follow me on there. Um, Yeah. Period. Uh, as always, you can follow me at, um, as told by period Hawa on Instagram. And on, the same thing is for Twitter, but with an underscore instead of a period. And the podcast is T-Y-P-I-C-E-L-P-O-D on Instagram. And yeah, glad that we were able to do this. Bye. See y'all.